and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Daniel, the book of Daniel speaks about that. He came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures, the 24 elders, fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp. And they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased or redeemed men from, for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation. Not just Jews no more. You have made them to be, here's a key, kingdom and priests. Be a kingdom or kings and priests to serve our God. And they will reign or triumph on the earth. Father, we pray that uh, you would utilize this half hour again for, Lord God, enablement for strength within us. And I know that you will, especially near the end of the sermon. But Lord, also that you would make us better Christians and, and Lord, attune our, our minds to, to be attuned with yours and to be students of your word, Lord God. And not necessarily at Vossum or, or, Lord God, in the level classes or the face classes, but Lord, daily with you. That we would learn, Lord God, uh, for all these things are available to us, Lord. And you say, blessed is he that, that uh, reads the book of Revelations. And blessed is those that will hear the book of Revelations. And I pray blessings upon the hearer here today and the reader. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody together said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> now, we have a picture here. And I read purposely verse 5 because we covered it last week. How many were here last week? I mean, we covered a lot about uh, the first five verses, actually the first six verses there in, in Revelation chapter 5. Uh, but we have a picture there of a God who is both, and we covered it last week, lamb and lion. Lamb standing for power, lion standing for humility. Okay? Or the other way around. The other way around. Amen? Correct me if I'm wrong. The lion stands for the power and also the lamb. But the lamb was very, very powerful because he had to go to the cross. And how many know that, that took guts? That took a lot of power to go to the cross. But this slain lamb, the Bible says, is a triumphant lamb. He was able and he was worthy of taking the scroll from the right hand of the individual, which was God sitting at the right hand of the throne, and he was able to open it up. And we covered last week that he fit the criteria. That's why uh, uh, John, the revelator, he did not have to cry no more. That's why one of the elders tells him, hey, don't weep no more. We found somebody that has rank. We found somebody that can take the scroll that is the right hand of the Father and can open the seals. And we're going to be covering this in, you know, in the months to come, the book of Revelation. It's, going to be, it's, going to be, it's not that hard to understand. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're going to dissect it a little bit. Uh, and right here, what we're talking about here is actually in, in, in time and, 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 and frame, it's up in the heavens. The rapture has already happened. All right, that, that, that's where we're at right here. It's already on there. If, you, if you're a student of the word, you, you'll understand what we're talking about here. But we need to be able to see, uh, look at this passage and, and use it for our day and age even now. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Word of God is the same thing. And, and in my studies of Revelation, because I'm already getting ahead of myself and you guys. But you know that uh, John Wesley, I believe it was John Wesley, he didn't really like the book of Revelations. He bypassed it. He says it's too, it's not significant. But that was, the choice was his. All right. But the Bible says, blessed is he that reads it. And blessed is he that, that, that listens to the book of Revelations. And, and then I think he really didn't understand it because the time had not yet come. You know what I'm talking about? I hope you do. The rapture. And I don't mean the rupture. 
All right, I mean, shoot, time to go. But now we can fully understand. And I'm going to get more into that later on when we get into it, okay? Right now I'm covering chapter 5 and just a few verses. Now, Christ fit the rank. Uh, he was able, verse 6 says, uh, to, to stand in the very middle or the center of the throne. And he wasn't awkward in, in, in doing so. And we mentioned that last week as well. I'm just going over a little bit of, of, of last week's. He wasn't at all awkward coming to the throne because he fit the criteria, okay, on the throne. He felt at ease. He felt comfortable as if, you know, that position fit him. Why did he feel comfortable? Because the lamb is God. He wasn't out of place nor out of rank. In other words, there was no blasphemy there. How dare you call yourself God? That would be blasphemy. And he, Jesus does call himself God. And he's not blaspheming because he is God. There was no blasphemy, him hanging around on the, on the throne. He couldn't, he didn't have to get kicked out because he felt comfortable there. He'd sat there before. If the throne fits, sit. You can't acquit. Remember O.J. Simpson? If the gloves don't fit, then you got to acquit. Well, if the throne fits, sit and don't acquit. Uh, you can't acquit him. There's no legal ramifications to come again. No, you can't sit there. No, yes, I can. I am the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne. I feel comfortable. Matter of fact, this throne to Jesus is his easy chair. He feels easy. Easy, bro. Ah, because he fit there. He fit the rank and he fit the criteria. Now here in verses 7 and 8, 9 and 10 that we've covered here, it talks about the seven horns. Look at this. Look at your Bible there. All right. Verse 8. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and 24 others uh, fell down before the Lamb. Each had a harp, and they were holding bowls and saints. Okay. No, no, no. Up in verse 6. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits sent out unto the earth. Now, horns, when you study scripture, they stand for like kings or kingly, uh, 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 or, or a kingdom. Okay. Kingly power. And the, the seven is a number of perfection. So what it's talking about here is now that Jesus came and walked on earth, died and rose from the dead, now he has, the lamb has seven horns because it's perfect power. He's got perfect power now. Uh, Christ Jesus. He's got perfect power. That's what the seven horns stands about, are talking about. Okay? It's, it's king. has to do with kings and, and kingly authority. So he has perfect kingly authority now that he's risen from the dead. Then the lamb also has seven eyes. Which stands for, you know, an all-omniscient lamb. Omniscience. Omniscient. You know what science is? Mind. Thinking. All right, that's what it's talking about. He's, like, he's all-omniscient. He knows everything. Uh, I heard Philip LaCruz preach a sermon on God knows everything. He said, he even knows the color of your boxers. Philip LaCruz said that. I didn't say that. Uh, but he knows everything. Uh, he knows. That's what it's talking about. The seven eyes. He sees all and he knows all. About everybody, whoever was, and about everyone, whoever will be. And then, from here on out in the book of Revelations, you do not find, my friend, the structure of a temple at all. Not at all, because now you have no need of the temple. For all you need now is God, the Lamb who sits on the throne. Look at chapter 7, verse 10. 7, verse 10. Chapter 7, verse 10. We're going to come back to chapter 5, but I just want you to look at a few scriptures here. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and who? And to the Lamb. God and the Lamb. Now look at this key verse. Chapter 21 of Revelations. Chapter 21, verse 
22. And I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are what? It's temple. The new Jerusalem will not have a temple. When it comes down to new heaven and new earth, when the new Jerusalem comes down, it's not going to have a temple. Because the Lamb and God are the temple. There's no need for the temple anymore. Okay, and his train, Isaiah 6, 1 says, filled the temple. But there's going to be no need for it in the new Jerusalem. He will be uh, the temple. So then here in chapter 5 of Revelation, verse 8, it says there in verse 8 that the praise of heaven begins. And let's examine here this, this praise of heaven a little bit, okay? Look at verse 8. Verse 8. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, worshiping. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Now the four living creatures, which are the highest form of angels, okay? And the 24 elders, those are, they each had a harp. Now, many of us have been given a pretty, you might say, fantasy-like picture of heaven. When we think of heaven, my wife collects angels. Or did we start giving you angels? Okay, she collects other stuff, but she collects angels because people think she collects angels, so people buy her little angels. <laughs> That's just the way it is. I'm one of them. And so now she's got a lot of You come to our house, a lot of angels. Uh, some of the men were working in our house. You saw the little angels running around there with their little harps. Uh, and we have, a, we have a picture of heaven like with the angels. And, you know, and there they have only two wings. The angels really have, we found them, the seraphims have six wings. Okay? Cover their face or their, their feet and they don't want to fly. Uh, but anyways, we have a picture of, you know, like clouds and, you know, little angels playing on the harp. And they're like, ling, ling. And heaven, you know. We think heaven's going to be like that. Heaven's not going to be like that. You think this is worship? They're going to have house of praise worship today in, in Los Angeles. That, that ain't nothing compared to the real worship, how it's going to be in heaven. I mean, how many like music? Yes. We all do. Whatever your taste may be. So you think God, who creator of music, is going to gling, gling. No, man. Come on. No. Oh, no. But we think, you know, some people think that heaven's going to be like, oh, then I don't want to go. I'd rather be at a concert. -y. No, you wouldn't, because that's not what really worship is all about, real, real music. The harp back in those days was, was not one of those, you know, real big things like they play today. They played one of my dad's funeral, those of you that went. Uh, it was an ex-gang member guy. I was like, man, all right, Harvey. I didn't know Harvey played the harp. Get down, Harvey. Uh, and I went and talked, you know, he was my friend of mine. I helped disciple him in the, <laughs> the bad things from before. But now he's playing the harp. I said, all right, brother. And he said, hey, this is the least I can do for your dad. But those are the big, no, no, this harp was sort of like a, like a banjo. That's what, David used to play the harp. Remember, little David, play on your harp. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Little David. It was not those, one of those, you know, it was, little David, play on your harp. It was like a banjo. It was sort of like a, you know, a, an expanded ukulele. You ever seen those ukuleles? Remember, what was this, Tiny Tim? Streaming on your ukulele. What do you do? To the, through the, to the left. This is a little bit bigger, not, not, that, not quite that small, you know. But it was like a banjo, like a ukulele. Even if it was just a ukulele. I mean, you can't, you, can you, you can't sit there, listen to a banjo or ukulele and just, without, you know, foot stomping and rump romping or whatever, you know what I mean? You can't, that's the way it is. Uh, that's what's going to happen in heaven. It's going to be, I mean, you, it's hard to be down and downcast when you hear a, a, a banjo. Really, I don't care if you're 
you know, baby face. And he's smooth. He's smooth, you know. Then even baby face. Or Puff Daddy or Coolio. Uh, I mean, if they hear a banjo, they're going to be like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, would it be like, cuz? You, you, you got to do it. And that's the way this harp is going to be. That's what it's talking about. Uh, it's not going to be dull in heaven. Far, it's going to away. It's going to be bad. House of praise. Uh, I mean, it's hard to be down. It's hard to be downcast when you feel like that. When you hear the banjo strumming. Uh, see, there's going to be, in heaven, in God's presence, we're going to have a, a praising good time. That's what it's trying to tell us here. They're going to be happy songs because the harp in those days was a happy instrument. It was a happy instrument. You couldn't keep your feet from a, a tapping. See, not too many people are able to be despondent when, when a banjo's playing. Heaven's going to be a place of praise. Then, they not only had a harp or like a banjo kind of an instrument, but they also, the Bible says, had bowls full of incense, which were the prayers of the saints, the Bible says. Now, see, now that someone was found who could, you know, who could take the scroll and, and open it legally. Now that he was found, both praise and prayer begin to happen with the four creatures and the 24 elders. Right away, it says immediately they fell down. They begin to worship. Once they said, oh man, he's been found. They begin to pray and they begin to praise. And these prayers are symbolized, the Bible says, by incense. I mentioned last week I was going to talk about this, but I don't know if you've ever been to Europe. But in Europe, some of you will go because we have churches there. And someday we'll plant a church in Europe. Or 3 or 49, whatever. Huh? We're going to go to Europe. And some of you have already been there. But in Europe, the Europeans are rather frugal with their water. Which, by the way, I need some. Okay? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Do you? They're frugal with their water. I hope frugal is the right word. They are, how could you say... Mm, they don't use a lot of it. And they don't shower a lot. They don't. I mean, that's, just, that's the European custom. Uh, they, 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 they don't. It's third world countries, they don't shower a lot. They're very careful with their water. I mean, in the Philippines, when it rains, that's shower time. <laughs> right? And even you've been there for five months, just, that's when they come out. You know? Uh, <laughs> so, it, it, in Europe, it also filtered off into the Orient. And even back in those days, the Jewish people, they, you know, the, the, the Hebrews didn't shower a lot either. So their houses stunk a little bit. <laughs> so they had to use incense in the house. There had to be incense there in order to make it smell pretty good. Ah, that's the way the Oriental houses were back then as well. There was no right guard or no left guard. <laughs> no, what I call beodorant. Hallelujah. It's a new one. Beodorant. They didn't have deodorant back in those days, so they used incense. Um, they burned quite a, quite a bit of it. Sort of like to help out the thing. That, that's what it was for, to help. That's what incense was for, to help. Look at Psalms 141, verses 2 and 3. But keep a marker to Revelation 5, so we're going to come back to it. Psalms 141, verses 2 and 3. Do you have it? Do you have it? May my prayer be said before you like what? Incense. Look at verse 3. Set a right guard over my mouth. No, I'm just making that one up. But it does say set a guard, right? 
but not a right guard. May your, excuse me, may my prayer be set before you like incense. That's what prayers was like. And so now also, these four living creatures, these 24 elders, they're offering up prayers to try and help out our rather humanistic, brut, brutish kind of sinful life. Remember, incense was there to help, to make the place smell better because we needed all the help we could get. And us, my friend, we are dreadful sinners. Dirty, low-down, stinking sinners. Mud balls. That's how we are. Flesh and blood. Uh, so we need help. Because we stink. Sin stinks. And how many have sinned? All have sinned. So we need some prayers. Uh, we, we, we need a prayer. Because without prayer, we stink. I know. I mean, you know, because I know how, I've learned how to pray. God, forgive me. My, I mean, every prayer that I begin with, I always ask for forgiveness because I, you know, we all sin. Uh, even the Pope, I like an illustration that Roy de la Garza used one time. He says, even after you wash your car, leave it outside a while, the dust is going to get dusty. Uh, and the same thing applies with our lives. So we need cleansing. And that's what prayer does. Okay? Uh, these individuals here in, in chapter 5, verse 8, they're using incense as an incentive for us to pray. Because, hey, since the Lamb has shown up who can open up the seven seals, then, by all means, saints, by all opportunities, by all means, pray, pray, pray. That's what it's talking about here. Pray on, pray on. Uh, use that incense, use that prayer in your life. Because now the Lamb has been found who can open up the scroll. So now, heaven is truly open for business, which is my title. Heaven, open for business. See, when they found that lamb that could take the, the, the scroll and, the seven, and open the seven seals, now, truly heaven was open for business. Thank God that heaven is open for business. Uh, then in verse 9, Bible says, look at verse 9 of Revelation chapter 5. We're moving fast. And they sang a new song. See, Scripture gives a lot of reference to uh, new songs, a new song. Even in chapter 4, they, they, they sing a new song. Uh, it says they're to receive glory and honor and power. Chapter 4 of Revelations. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. But in chapter 4, verse 11, they're singing a, a song to God because he is a creator. That's why, because he's a creator. You have created all things. He's worthy to be praised because of his creation abilities. But here, this in, in chapter 5, verse 8, it's a new song. That's what it's talking about. Chapter 4 was the old song. Chapter 5, we have a, a new song. Okay? Chapter 4 was a song of creation. He had made us. This was a song of redemption because he has made us anew. It's a song of redemption. We've been made anew. So we can sing a new song. See, now as the seals will be open, because redemption has been accomplished, and if we want it, redemption is ours. If you want it, it's yours. Okay? Now, Aniva said, have any visitors here today? He said, there wasn't any, you know, household. Hopefully you're a household of faith. Hopefully you're all saved. Hopefully you're all redeemed. But if you're not, you can be redeemed because it's, it's afforded to you. It's available to you. See, redemption can now be applied. By you and, and anybody else, and myself, anybody, whoever wants it, because heaven is open for business. Because of what the Lamb has done. Heaven is open for business. Taking all comers. Uh, as many as received him to them gave me the power. 
to become the sons of God. Heaven is open for business. Whosoever will to the Lord may come. Heaven is open for business. You need forgiveness? Heaven is open for business. You need a healing? Heaven is open for business. Because the lamb took the scroll. He was found. Uh, it's a new song of redemption. See, nobody had ever sang that song before. Nobody. It was a new one on the charts of heaven. Brand new song. But right away, it climbed to the very top of the charts. And that new song became number one right away. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed by His infinite mercies. His child and forever I am redeemed. Redeemed. I can't sing that good. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed. It's an old song. I like the old songs. Uh, poor baby face. He don't like the old songs. Pray for him. Uh, he's a, redeemed. Come on, baby face. Uh, you need an old face. Praise God. See, this church, this chapter here, Revelation chapter 5, what it's really doing, Revelation chapter 5 is trying to drive home the point that if Christ had not died, we'd be of all men, as Paul said, most miserable. There would be no purpose. I'm talking about purpose. Paul was crying, excuse me, the, the apostle John was crying. He said, because man, there's no purpose to life then. If nobody can open up the, 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 the scroll, take it from the right hand of the, the Father, and nobody can open it up, then we're, 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 there's no purpose, there's no plan. Because inside there is a plan of God. And we can't get to it. Nobody can open it. Until the slain lamb came. And the heaven was open for business. But without that, chapter 5 is driving home to us, there would be no forgiveness. There would be no redemption. There would be no church. We could have all the faith that we wanted. But we would have had no place to put that faith. We could have had all the faith we wanted. But without latching our faith onto the cross... It would be no good. There would be no church. It would only be condemnation. That's all there would be. There would be no redemption, just condemnation. But because Jesus did die, because he rose from the grave, and he did take the scroll, Paul could write in Romans 8.1, probably the most powerful chapter in the Bible that I consider. The most powerful chapter in the Bible to me is Romans 8. But it begins, Romans 8.1 says, There is now therefore no more condemnation. Tell them that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk out of the spirit, not after the flesh. Uh, and it talks about the spirit of God. The seven spirits that were given to go out. Uh, but there's no more condemnation. But I've said before, that's why it's such a beautiful scripture. It doesn't say there's no more failure. How many have failed this week? Uh, how many have made mistakes this week? Uh, all of us. It doesn't say there's no more mistakes. It doesn't say there's no more failure. It doesn't say there's no more backsliding. It doesn't say there's no more sinning. It says there's no, therefore, no more condemnation. So whenever the Bible says there's no more, therefore, find out what it's there for. Whenever there's a therefore, find out what it's there for. There's a heavy one right here. No more condemnation. That's why we can walk with our head upright. Walk like a child of God. His child and forever I am. Hmm. Oh, the Germans try to walk real goose steps. No, I can do it. Aryan me, hallelujah. Me and Jew, Aryan me. Ah, I got some Aryan blood in me. Because ah, of Jesus. No more condemnation. But there is a new song. The song is available to us. There is redemption that's available to us. But since I'm a believer, since I'm a Christian, I just can't seem to find condemnation anywhere. I can look high and low and I can't find no condemnation. 
Mick Jagger couldn't find no satisfaction. I can't find no condemnation. I try and I try and I try and I try. I can't find no, 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 no condemnation. Where's it at? Now Mick Jagger got all kinds, but that's another story. Poor guy. Uh, ay, ay, ay. He needs a touch of the coals on his ruby red lips. Ay, ay, ay. But again, thank God, there is a new song. See, the book of Revelation is full of new, new kind of things. A new heaven and a new earth. A new Jerusalem. All things are made new. It talks about that. A new name. Chapter 2 talks about that. But it also says a new song. It was a brand new song. Nobody had ever sang that song. Now, the Greeks have two words for new. Neos and kainos. Neos, N-E-O-S, means new in the point in time. Not necessarily in quality. Veto sang a new song for him. But it's not new necessarily in time and in quality. Somebody already wrote it. <laughs> you got to write a new one. Then there will be a new song. But that's not a new song. It's new for us. But not new to the point of place and time and quality. That's what Neos meant. Okay. Today, we're in a new time. We're an hour ahead. It's really 920, but it's 1020 because we're in a new time. But it's really the same time. It's an old time with a new time. That's what Neos means. We're in a new church. Come on, this is not a new church. It's our church. It's, new. it's a new church. But it's an old church. It's a Neos. That's what this is. It's been here before. It's not brand spanking new. Yeah, we'll have one that's brand spanking new someday. Uh, we'll have a Kainos. Then the word Kainos. This one means new in point of quality. Brand spanking new. New to the point of quality. The like of which has never okay, existed before. That's what it means. Therefore, therefore, therefore. There we, there's another therefore. Ever heard of a therefore in 2 Corinthians 5.17? Ever heard that one? That's, a, that's the most famous verse of a victory outreach. That's our theme verse, really. I know we have, you know, Isaiah 45 and Isaiah 54. But our theme verse, especially if you're from the home. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. New, he's a kainos. Kainos. Ah, that's why a lot of, when I first went back to my hometown, uh, people say, oh, there's Steve Pineda. That wasn't Steve Pineda. That wasn't me. It looked like me. Uh, skinny me. It looked like me. But it was a Kanos. It was a Neos. It was a, a Kanos. Uh, volcanoes was me. Uh, brand new. That's what it's talking about here. Therefore, to find out what it's there for. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a Kanos creation. Brand spanking new. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Total new creation. Now we have real new joy. Not fake, phony joy. Remember what I said before. Blessed means what? Heavily elated. A lot of you used to be heavily sedated. And then you thought you had joy. That was the Neos. That was the same old dirty you with something in your system. Let me help him find his condemnation. <laughs> uh, you, I never did that drug, but you guys, I, I know, I've seen it in the place. Uh, but that's, you, you, that's, that's, that's not new. 
That's counterfeit. Ah, that's outside. You need something from the outside to, to, to have you a new feeling. I feel good. Me and James Brown, do, 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 do. I knew that I would now. Boy, we're doing all kinds of songs. But yeah. Those are old songs. We're singing a new song. So they're talking a brand spanking new. But now we have new joy, new peace that we never felt before. A new person, new thrills, new strengths. I've never done drugs before. But you can be a new person. That old stinking, full of sin kind of individual. You don't know what joy is till you know Jesus. You don't know what peace is. You'll never know. Uh, yes, people that were involved in drugs, we feel the drastic change. But you can feel the same change too. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing that compares to new thrills, new joy. It's real peace. Unspeakable and full of glory. Canos, that's what it's talking about here. Uh, totally new. We have a new strength that can easily say no to drugs and alcohol. Uh, we can say no to sin. Easily. Uh, somebody was asking me the other day. Uh, they were with me. They go, Pastors, did you have a hard time cutting music loose? Uh, and I said, na, 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 na. Yes, 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 yes. But I've learned how to do it. Uh, there's nothing, because I know that it, it, it can get to you. So I cut it right away. And I, there's new, new Christian songs. Uh, I, don't, I don't need that old stuff to, to get me riled up. Uh, I mean, we got some new songs, new stuff, new thrills. I've told you about the first, four, four, the first 4th of July that I ever experienced in the Lord. Remember that? I was in the home. I was staff. Uh, we had, it was at Southgate Park. Uh, the home of the Pastor Sunday was full of all kinds of people. And then they had fireworks. And we, we had these guys, you know. I told you I still walked like that a little bit when I was, well, more than a little bit, you know, when I was in the home. Uh, and all of us guys were like, hey, yeah, bro, yeah, hey, man. It wasn't this Bonnaroo, yeah, eat that was, yeah, man. Then all of a sudden, the nighttime comes, and the fireworks start. And all these dudes, you know, go, ooh, ee, oh, wow, ee, wow, ee, wow. And it wasn't over drugs. It was fireworks. Things they had never experienced. Because they should have done that when they were little kids. But they never did. Because they were trying to be bad. Now they're new creations. Yeah. They got a new thrill. Wow. I mean, now I could taste a burrito. <laughs> I got new taste buds. Volcanoes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Beans and cheese. Uh, <laughs> uh, but a new creation. You know what I'm talking about? That's the new song. Then let's look at this song and then we'll close. Five more minutes. Look at this song. Verses 9 and 10. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain. They're singing now. And with your blood you purchased me for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation. Remember Dick Mills' mother wrote a song about this powerful song. We should sing it. You have made it to be a kingdom and a priest to serve, out, to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. This song is broken up into three things. It's the song, there's three songs actually here. We're just going to cover this one and we're going to close. This is the song of the living creatures and the elders. And it talks about his death, slain. But what is death avails to us? What is death enables us to have? And what is death enabled us to be? Three things, then I'm going to close. What is death enables us to be? That's what they sing about. First of all, it enables us to be kings. A lot of us, we, 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 we didn't have no position. Now all of a sudden we're born again and we're kings. 
We're going to reign on the earth. We're the kings. I'm a king, son of the living God. See, all of us have been sons of God in creation. Remember how everybody says, well, I'm a son of God because God created me. They're right, but they're not born again. They're not real kings. We're sons of God and daughters of God by creation. That's what chapter four, they were singing about the creator. Everybody can sing to God. Even Michael Jackson, even Babyface, even DMX. He does songs to God because he's a son of God. Yes, he is by creation, but not by recreation. Not born again. Ah, recreation. But enables us to be kings. Ah, now we have, we're heirs and kings. We're royalty. Then secondly, we're moving fast. We're priests. We have the right to approach. Back in those days, any Jew could, I will enter his gates. They could all come to the gates of the temple with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his what? Courts of, courts of, there was a lot of courts. There was the courts, you know, uh, the Gentiles. The Gentiles were allowed to go there. The Jews could pass right by there. There was a number of courts back in those days. Any, any, in, in the Old Testament, any common Jew could, could enter the temple and go through a few courts. But he had to stop at the court of the priests. Couldn't go no further. Let alone in the Holy, Holy of Holies. He couldn't even go there. But he had to stop. Every Jew had to stop. They, had, they could go through a few courts. But when they got to the courts of the priests, they couldn't go in there. Not at all. Not anymore. But now, because of what the Lamb had done and gotten the scroll, Jesus opened up a new and a living way the Bible speaks about. You ever read that in the Bible? A new and living way. You can come right into the Holy of Holies for everybody. It's everybody's afforded a right to approach. We now, all of us, if we're in Christ, we have access to approach. Heaven is open for business. We have the right to go into the very Holy of Holies. At any time, because of the seven eyes, wherever, the, wherever Jesus is, that's, that's the temple right there. Where, where anywhere, anywhere can be holy. At your workplace, because of the seven eyes, you can be in the presence of God. Even in the men's home. God could be there sometimes. Hallelujah. Uh, heaven is open for business. Then lastly, triumph. It says, and we shall reign on the earth. Verse 10. Triumph. We will reign on the earth. Now, this triumph is not political. In October, somebody's going to win the presidency of the United States. Yay! They're going to triumph. But it's not talking about a political triumph. It's not talking about when the A's beat the Giants in the, you know, preseason game. It's not talking about that. Uh, or when the Dodgers beat both of them, put together. Uh, it's not talking about that. It's not talking about athletic triumph. All right? Yay! You, know, you guys off place. Well, you know, when you, get to, when you win, it's like, who? Joe Namath says, when you win, nothing hurts. No, you feel like, ah, oh, even if you got all messed up, I don't care. How, yeah, we won. All right. You feel like preaching like Pastor Ed. All right. <laughs> we won. Uh, it's not talking about political or athletic triumph. It's not even talking about physical triumph. Uh, I did it. It's talking about spiritual triumph. Power over sin. Power over death, power over troubles, power over trials, power over circumstances, victorious living over any and all circumstances. And I don't think you heard me. This is the power afforded all Christians. We can be victorious. Uh, even over your mother-in-law. That's power. Uh, that's power. 
Uh, I don't have to be afraid of you no more. I got power. I'm a new creature in Christ. Uh, over every situation. How many have had trials this week? But well, you can be victorious over them. Troubles and trials and heartaches. We, we're afforded power. Triumphant power over all these things. Ah, hupomeno, the ability to remain under, under the circumstance, under the situations. Today, heaven is open for business, for forgiveness, for healing, for whatever you need. Heaven is open for business because somebody was found that could take the scroll and not just peek in it, open it up. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. What do you want? What do you need? Heaven is the original internet. Barely now you can get the internet or you can do, go do different things. Or you, can, you can even order your food over the internet, your groceries. But there's been an internet way back 2,000 years ago. Steve Jobs didn't know about that. Uh, all these gay, whatever his name is, Bill Gates. Steve, the internet was here 2,000 years ago. It's been open for business for 2,000 years and counting. You're here in church this morning. Heaven is open for your business. I wonder if anyone here wants to shop in heaven today. Whatever you want, it's, it's, it's there. Whatever you need, it's there. You need to understand your privileges. A king and a priest. Triumphant. Power. Over all circumstances. There's some of you here, you're going through some heavy doozy things. Well, this sermon has been for you. Again, you need to understand your privileges. Everything that's afforded to you. Heaven is open for business. Is every head is about any right close, Spirit of God, moving in ministry. You say, but this sermon was right up my freeway. And I need to shop in heaven this morning. I need such and such, this, that, and the other. Whatever it might be. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to stand your feet right there where you're at. And we're going to say a prayer.